Welcome to the Cal Current Podcast, presented by the Law Offices of Snell & Wilmer. This is a legal podcast that examines a variety of current legal issues that affect individuals and businesses here in California and beyond. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Steffi Hafen, a partner in Snell & Wilmer's Private Client Services Group for this episode of Cal Current. Today, I will talk about the U.S. transfer tax system, also known as the gift estate and generation skipping transfer taxes, how these taxes work, and a brief history of these taxes. It is difficult to miss the headlines and political debates regarding taxes in an election year like this year. By this time, most people with wealth have heard various proposals regarding the estate and gift tax on both sides of the aisle and may be concerned about what the election outcome will do to their overall ability to transfer their wealth. So what is the estate and gift tax anyways? And how can you take advantage of current laws? First, let's look at how the transfer tax system works. In the United States, we tax the right to transfer property. Sometimes people call this the death tax, but really it's a tax on the transfer of property, either during life or at death. So gift taxes are imposed on taxable gifts made during life, and estate taxes are imposed on items passed at death included in the taxable estate. There is also a generation skipping transfer tax, which imposes an additional layer of tax every time assets are transferred that skip a generation. So, for example, a grandparent to a grandchild would potentially implicate the generation skipping transfer tax. So all of these tax rates are currently set at 40%. So that's for the estate tax, the gift tax, and the generation skipping transfer tax. However, everybody also has a lifetime exemption from these transfer taxes, and it is only wealth transferred above and beyond the exemption that is subject to this tax. So first, everybody has what's called an annual exemption, which allows you to transfer a certain amount each year to a certain number of donees without the need to pay tax. So the current annual exemption is $15,000 per donee. Everybody also has the lifetime exemption amount, which uh, is currently $11.58 million per person that can be transferred either during life or at death. Now, let's take a little bit of a step back and look at the history of the estate and gift tax, um, because I think the context will help you to appreciate the number, you know, the $11.58 million number we have today. So we've had an estate tax exemption since the early 1900s with a $50,000 exemption from estate tax as far back as 1916. Looking at more recent years, the estate and gift tax rates and exemption amounts have been, had been, I should say, in flux since about 2001, due in large part to a concerted effort to abolish the estate tax. So in 2001, the estate and gift tax rates were 55% and the exemption amount was 1 million quite a big difference from where we are today. Under President Bush, the Economic Growth and Tax Relief Reconciliation Act in 2001 reduced that gift and estate tax rate from 55% to 45% and increased the estate exemption amount over time from 2002 through 2009, where it ultimately ended at $3.5 million in exemption. And after that was set to have a repeal completely of the estate tax for decedents dying in 2010. Even during that estate tax repeal year, by the way, the Bush tax bill still left $1 million of gift exemption um, on the table and a 35% gift tax rate 
for taxable gifts over the exemption. So the Bush tax bill was was set to sunset in 2010 with the estate and gift tax rate scheduled to return to the 55% tax rate and the exemption amount returning to 1 million. Instead, in December 2010, the Tax Relief Unemployment Insurance Reauthorization and Job Creation Act established new estate and gift tax rates and exemptions for 2011 and 2012. So under this 2010 act, the estate and gift taxes were unified at 35% rate with a 5 million estate and gift tax exemption amount indexed for inflation. So this 2010 act was set to sunset on December 31st, 2012. So sunset means it reverts to its prior rates. So instead, on January 2nd, 2013, Obama, under the American Taxpayer Relief Act of 2012, set the unified federal gift and estate tax exemption at 5 million, indexed for inflation, and the rate was permanently set at 40%. You know, I think people were surprised by this in 2012 because they anticipated that the rates were going to sunset and that the Obama era administration would not increase the rate and keep it at the 5 million, but it did. So the American Taxpayer Relief Act under President Obama also made portability permanent. So portability is a concept that is a great benefit to married couples. Under the concept of portability, if a spouse dies without exhausting his or her lifetime gift and estate tax exemption, so long as the decedent, uh, the executor of the decedent, the first to die, makes the proper election on an estate tax return, the decedent's unused exemption amount can be credited to the surviving spouse for use during his or her life. So at the death of the second spouse, the un unused exemption of the first spouse combined with the exemption of the second to die will be combined to offset any estate tax liability at the death of that second spouse. This also allows the surviving spouse to use the exemption of the decedent to make significant lifetime gifts, either outright or in trust or, or otherwise, and do increased planning during their life. So now back to the exemption amounts. Um, as I mentioned, we had a 5 million rate index for inflation under the American Taxpayer Relief Act of 2012 that was to continue. And then in January 1, 2018, President Trump signed into effect what is commonly referred to as the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. And under that act, the gift and estate tax rate remained at 40%, and the exemption amount was doubled from 5 million to 10 million, also indexed for inflation. So that gets us to where we are today, 2020, with a combined gift and estate tax rate of 11.58 million, or you know, 20 over 23 million for a married couple. So I think the context helps us to understand where the exemption amount used to be, you know, as low as one million dollars uh, in the early 2000s, to where we are today with the 11.58 million amount. So this 11.58 million amount under the uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act is set to sunset as well, just as we've seen with the prior types of bills that were passed through on reconciliation, as I just walked through. So this rate is set to sunset in 2026. That means that in 2026, the rate will revert back to 5 million per person indexed for inflation. So certainly in 2026, absent any action by the administration in place at that time, it will revert back to the prior amount. So what's all the discussion about today then? We're quite some time away from 2026. Well, uh, you know, in any election year, 
both parties or, or people of different parties will certainly talk about the estate and gift tax and what changes they would like to see or see made to it, including either lowering the exemption amounts, increasing the exemption amounts, or abolishing. So today we have a lot of discussion about whether this current rate will remain in place until 2026 or whether the next administration to act will try to make changes to tax law. So certainly making changes to tax law is not easy, but as explained in the history of the state and gift tax, changes are made. So what does that mean for next year? Well, certainly I do not have a crystal ball, so I'm unable to give any um, any clues as to what to expect next year. But what I can say is I know what the rates are now. And the 11.58 million rate is effective now, and that is an exemption amount both against gift tax and estate tax, and also generation skipping transfer tax. So that means that if you make gifts now using that exemption amount, it won't be lost later. So what are some of the strategies that you can employ? Well, the strategies are really going to depend on the assets that a person needs to continue living, because again, when we talk about using the exemption amount, we're talking about you relinquishing control and giving up assets for the benefit of somebody else, perhaps children, grandchildren, or someone else. So, so taxpayers really need to think about their assets and their willingness to part with some assets. Of course, the simplest approach is always gifting cash. By doing this, the recipient will have a full income tax basis in the gift, which can come in handy for future transactions. Of course, the downside is that the donor is not able to use valuation discounts to his or her advantage, and there's no leverage. Furthermore, lots of people don't have the liquidity for this strategy. So what else can you do? Well, you know, a number of techniques are still on the table, such as intentionally defective grantor trusts, grantor-retained annuity trusts, which are called GRATs in short, QPERTs, which are qualified personal residence trusts, dynasty trusts, and spousal access trusts. So GRATs and QPERTs may be especially interesting in this low interest environment and coupled with potentially depressed prices could really have a large impact on a taxable estate. I talked more about GRATs and QPERTs in my last podcast, so feel free to go, go back and check that out. Um, dynasty trust might be a great way to take advantage of the higher generation skipping transfer tax exemption. And that allows you to pass assets on to multiple generations and continue to have a safety net. You can also do planning that's related just to health and education. And you can also do spousal access trusts, which provide a safety net for spouses and might be a good technique for people who aren't willing to completely part with the assets in their, in the family unit. And I'll talk more about spousal access trust and dynasty planning in future podcasts. So, you know, in all events, many taxpayers are going to choose not to wait until the end of the year to evaluate their state planning gifting opportunities. Given the unusual circumstances of this particular election year, estate planning attorneys might be very busy. Additionally, many of the te techniques that are used require an appraisal and qualified appraisers may be forced to turn away people if they're too busy at the end of the year. So I certainly recommend contacting your estate planning attorney to discuss your options to see whether it makes sense to take advantage of the estate and gift tax exemptions in place today. So with that, we've come to the end of this episode of The Cal Current. I have been your host, Steffi Hafen, and I appreciate your time. Please feel free to follow up with me directly with any questions or comments regarding this episode at S-H-A-F-E-N at swlaw.com. Again, that's shafen at 
swlaw.com. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to CalCurrent, a weekly podcast navigating California's legal landscape, brought to you by the law offices of Snell and Wilmer. Do you have a topic you would like to discuss? Please feel free to send us your topics to calcurrent at swlaw.com. Be sure to check out our website for more episodes and information about this podcast. We can also be found on all major social media platforms at SWLaw News. Thank you, and until next time. Mm-hmm.